welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. I am your host, Molly Pompadith, and today we have Stephanie bonte Labert. Stephanie is a lifelong stage performer turned entrepreneur, sales trainer, and vocal coach. She helps empower singers, speakers, and entrepreneurs to share their voice in the world in a bigger way so they can experience more joy and success. She holds a master's in vocal performance, a minor in speech pathology, and has performed in operas, musicals, cabaret shows, amusement park shows, and dinner theater. Stephanie is a, the former managing director of eWomen Network in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, and is also an award-winning sales trainer with Bank Code, the per- only personality-based assessment on the market proven to predict buying behavior. She uses her performing background to speak comfortably to groups of all sizes, and her mission is to help others stand in their power and be the voice of their passions. Thank you for joining us, Stephanie. It's an honor to be here, Molly. Well, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, when you talk about uh, being an entrepreneur and choosing something like a creative business, in your case, really helping others um, find their voice as well as perform, can you tell me how you got into the business or why you decided to take this path in terms of entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Really, I always knew that I wanted to be a singer ever since I can remember my earliest memories of like in toddlerhood (laughs) were of singing songs. I just loved it so much. And so when I graduated from high school, I knew I wanted to be a music major and I immediately became a vocal performance major, got my degrees and moved to New York City to actually audition and be in shows, which I did for three years. Then when I got married and settled down and moved to Maryland, you know, I had a job, right? Everybody has a job because they have to pay the bills. And I was in the same camp, you know, the, the starving artist who needs to pay her bills. So I had a day job for about six years. And then one day I was let go. And I had, you know, on the side, I'd been teaching voice lessons here and there, performing in shows, doing what I could to still have music in my life. But when I lost my job, I was really at this pivotal point of deciding, well, what do I really want to do with my life? Is it at that point, it didn't seem, you know, practical to go try to make it as a singer on Broadway or any of those things I had done when I was a little bit younger. But I also knew that I wanted to follow what I was passionate about and not feel like I was trapped in a daytime nine to five position that really didn't fulfill me. Because honestly, I think The fact, one of the reasons I was let go, to be quite honest, was I didn't really love my job. (laughs) It just wasn't something that I was meant to be doing the rest of my life. So in that moment, I made a decision. I made a decision to build up my business and to bring on more singing students. And through the process of building up my business, you know, as every, you know, 
business has, it has its journey. It has its journey of from conception to what it becomes through the years. And in the last couple of years, especially, my business has transformed from not just working with singers, but working with speakers and entrepreneurs who also need to use their voice in a powerful way. And they're out there talking about themselves, sharing their gifts, their passions with people, and maybe not feeling that they're making the connections that they really want to make. And this was really a crossover from my days, you know, as a auditioner. When I'm auditioning, you have to show your passion for, and your love of music. You have to be good at what you do. You have to be able to sing those songs, but you also have to have that presence, that ability to walk into a room and have that panel of people say, this is someone we should hire. This is someone we should cast in our show. Those, that skill set crosses over into any kind of audition, which it's, whether it's a job interview or connecting with a prospect who wants to decide whether or not you have what they need in order to take a step forward. So that transition to working with speakers and entrepreneurs just felt like a very natural progression for me. Now, Stephanie, can you describe or explain to us how would you work with, let's say, an aspiring performer, singer, and an entrepreneur versus an entrepreneur um, and someone who really wants to uh, learn how to harness their passions through their voice? So, you know, you have your voice lessons mm-hmm. for the from the more creative artistic standpoint, but how do you work with entrepreneurs um, in a way that harnesses their passions through their voice? Well, honestly, Molly, I really work with them in the same way because the foundation for what you need to be able to use your voice is the same whether you are a singer or a speaker or an entrepreneur. So my method, I have a three-step method, and the first step in the method is setting your intention. What is the intention that you want to experience when you use your voice? So for example, if you're a singer, your intention might be to walk into an audition and land a part. You also may have an intention to walk into the audition and just feel really good about it. Just feel like you did your best, that you, you know, used your voice in the way you really wanted to use it. That intention for an entrepreneur might be, I'm going to walk into that networking group and I'm going to attract a client. Someone's going to be in that room that needs what I have to offer and they're going to raise their hand and say yes to a next step. I also want to feel confident in that networking group. I want to be able to say my 60-second pitch or whatever that is and feel really good that I said what I needed to say. So whether that intention is singing or speaking, it's still setting your intention. And then that second piece is your delivery. This is how are you using your voice physically? So how are you breathing? How are you projecting your sound? How are you creating the warmth in your voice? What is your pacing like? What are your inflections doing when you're speaking? It's really, I, when I work with my speakers, I remind them what singers do when they sing music. They have artistic expression. They have dynamics. They do things to the music to make it their own. A speaker does the same thing. They have to have pacing and they have to have phrasing and they are up there really singing their version of their song. They're just doing it while they're speaking. And just like you're attracted to certain types of music, whether you like country music or opera or rock and roll, people are attracted to certain types of speakers and what kind of energy they're giving off. How are they presenting themselves? How are they using their voice? 
because subconsciously, if not consciously, the sound of people's voice does make a huge difference to people. There could be something in the sound of your voice that grates on your nerves. Maybe you're super clear that you don't like the sound of someone's voice, but it could also be, and studies have been shown that there are certain pieces of your voice that actually turn people off, whether it's the way you inflect or if you have what's called vocal fry, there's all kinds of pieces that go into the sound of your voice and your ability to literally connect with people. And then that final step is creating the script itself. What are the words that you're going to use when you speak to people? And here's where most speakers do it backwards. Most speakers say, well, I just, I need to write what I'm going to say first. Then I'm going to decide how to deliver it to the room. And then I'm going to hope for this outcome. And I reverse that whole entire process and we say, no, let's go from the outcome. What's the outcome you want to create? Now let's work on how to create the delivery. What energy do you want to infuse into it? And then the words will naturally come forward. You'll be able to express yourself in the way that feels the best. And the words will just flow versus you worrying, for example, about whether you're going to forget what comes next in your PowerPoint or yada, yada, yada. But honestly, that method really works for everybody. It does not matter if you're a singer or a speaker, an entrepreneur. It's, it's really the bigger picture. And then what we do individually, depending on what their goals are, may shift, you know, based on if they're going to go audition for a show or if they're going to go speak to a group of people. Now, how do you help entrepreneurs and business owners or professionals really um, use the power of their voice in terms of marketing? And what is the best, in terms of your opinion, what are the best ways to allow for the voice to sing and shine when they're trying to do marketing and sales and business development? Can you elaborate on that? Yes. So one thing that I often tell all of my clients is work on your voice, work on your delivery, work on your script, but don't let that stop you from getting out there and doing whatever it is you can do today. Because when you're out there connecting with your voice physically one-on-one, which is where most solopreneurs, most small business owners, they really get their clients from connections, from going out there and networking or going out there and talking to people one-on-one. So get out there and use it. Start talking about your yourself, use your voice, the power of that in-person connection and having them hear the sound of your voice is much more effective in marketing than your website, than your emails, than your brochures. Sometimes I'll get a client who will say to me, well, I don't want to go to this networking group because I don't have my business card put together yet. Or I don't really have a website to go on my business card yet. So even if I talk to them and then they want to look me up, they're not going to be able to find me. So I might as well not even go to that networking organization. And that just oh kills me every time somebody says that because you can get clients without a website. I don't know what this idea is in people's head that they need to have the perfect business card, the perfect website, the perfect brochure, whatever that is. You don't. All you really need is you. Mm-hmm. to go out there and connect with someone, have a conversation about what you do and how you can help them learn about them so that they, you know, are telling you about themselves and that gives you information too. But that, that piece, that marketing is so powerful. It gives you the biggest return on investment you'll ever receive as a small business owner and then build your way up from there. You know, not to say that a website isn't important. It is, it's another version of your voice. But 
your physical voice and your physical presence is going to give you more return on your investment than anything else you can, you know, create. Now, Stephanie, what do you think holds people back though? I mean, I know we, um, are often afraid of our own success. Sometimes we haven't under uncovered really what our voice, our message really is. Uh, we haven't spent much time, for instance, working with someone like you to really find the, the words or find the right way of telling our story. Mm-hmm. And it could be that perhaps we just feel like um, we're not ready to shine. And Absolutely. it holds us back. So can you talk about how, what are some ways to help folks kind of get over uh, that fear or build their confidence through finding their voice? And how does that change and shift uh, their entire, you know, in terms of um, direction, the course of, of their success? Yeah, absolutely, Ma. You hit on one of the key points for why people are not out there using their voice more often and why they are, in a sense, hiding behind their websites and their email campaigns and their brochures and everything else. Because when you are physically present, now there's that potential that someone could say no to your face instead of just ignoring your website or ignoring your email. It's so much easier for us to be rejected electronically Mm -hmm. (laughs) than it is to feel like we're going to be rejected in person. But in all honesty, the, the mindset around how you feel about who you are and what you offer and your purpose in the world, that mindset can only be strengthened and built, built through those conversations. We can build ourselves up in our own mind, in our own head through taking classes and having all of the, you know, the most beautiful website, all the training, all the certificates, all the things that we feel make us valid in the world, make us say, oh, well, look, now I have a master's degree. Now I have this certificate. Now I'm officially a coach through this organization. Now I'm worth it. But I've seen it time and time again. I'll have clients who will have all those certificates, that will have all of those accreditations, and they still will not feel that they're good enough. And the only way you can get through that is to work on those inner pieces, to work on the things that are holding us back, that are keeping us from feeling like we are allowed to have a spotlight, that we're allowed to shine. So when I work with my clients, we take a look at the inner pieces at the same time as the As the outer pieces, you can't ignore them. They have to go hand in hand. And when we take a look at what's stopping us, first of all, just becoming aware of it is step number one. Sometimes we're not even aware of what's holding us back. So when I work with my clients, it's really about helping them see, holding up the mirror to themselves and saying, see what's happening here. This is what you're doing so that you have that awareness of what is potentially stopping you or holding you back. And then when you have that awareness, starting to take different choices, making different actions, going outside the box, which may feel uncomfortable and doing things differently than you've done in the past so that you can experience a different outcome. I mean, there's no way for you to be, for, for, it's not possible for you to do something differently and experience the same thing. It's just not. So we, I really show them what are the potential other actions you could take to be able to create a different outcome for yourself. And let's try it because you aren't going to know unless you give it a try. So we just lay out a plan. What can we do differently? And we assess it. What did you do this time when you went out and networked? 
What went well? What didn't go as well? What can we do differently next time? And the more that you do that, and the more you take those little baby steps forward outside of your comfort zone, the more you can start to build the confidence that you need to feel that it's okay to be seen. And it's okay to be heard. I love that. I love that. And your philosophy is also, um, you know, in order for you to have to become a great communicator, and again, whether it's through a singing voice or a speaking voice, it's truly about the intention. And you are a big believer in that. And that's probably, you know, one of the reasons why you're so um, passionate about having a plan. So it's not just creative work and come and, you know, express yourself through voice, but you really sit down and map out a plan and help them uncover what the intentions are. How do you go about really helping them uncover their intentions? Because, you know, people have different passions, they have different purposes, they, the, how they want to use their voice is unique to the experiences they want to create in the world. Um, it's the world is complex. And I'm sure all of your clients are complex. How do you customize or how do you get them to uncover their the core of their own intentions and what they want to use their voice for in the world? That's a great question, Molly. And In in a high-level sense, it's about every single person coming up with some core practices for themselves that help them get in touch with their inner purpose. And every person's going to need something a little bit different in order for that to feel successful for them. But some of the basic questions that I will have people ask themselves are, what do you want to experience when you walk into that networking group? What do you want to have happen as a result of connecting with those people? What's the action that you want them to take after they hear you talk? Do you want them to come up and hand you a business card? Do you want them to sign up for something that you're offering? Do you want them to have a coffee date so they can get to know you better? What's your intention? You decide. And here's the beauty is that there's really no wrong answer here. Decide for today. And it may change the next time. And that's okay. But if you don't have an intention, if you're just winging it, I'll have people say, I just go in and I wing it. I'm like, okay, well then don't be surprised when random things happen. When one day (laughs) it works out really great and you get someone who says, Hey, I want to talk to you about your business. And the next day, no one says anything. Right. When you have an intention, you're going to manifest a consistent response versus having randomness happen to you. Are you going to react or are you going to respond? And responding is what we're aiming for. We're looking for setting the intention so that then we can respond to the person in front of us and direct them in the way we'd like to direct them to decide whether or not that person is someone you want to work with. That's great. Now I'm going to move into um, questions around building the business itself. Is that cool? Sure. So as you go out into the world and you're networking and you're kind of building your own community, reaching out to people who would be potential clients, how do you go about finding more clients and how do you attract them? What are some of the tools and methodologies you use uh, for business development um, and account management purposes? How do you grow them? What's your what, what systems do you use, et cetera? Yeah, so the first Uh, And most obvious thing is that you create a networking plan. (laughs) So you decide where are my ideal clients hanging out? Where are they? And then create a plan to connect with them. 
So maybe there are a couple organizations that meet on a regular basis that have your ideal client in the room, or they have people that could help open doors to your ideal client. They don't always have to be your client directly, but they've got the connections to potentially your ideal client. So find those groups and go there and start to build relationships. And that requires planning because you need to put those things on your calendar. The second thing is looking at conferences and expos. Where are the conferences and expos that may have your ideal clients or people who can open doors to your ideal clients in the room? And then put those on your calendar in such a way that they funnel into things that you're trying to build. So you're not just out there randomly signing up for every single conference or going to every single expo, but you're looking at, hey, what's my schedule for this year? Am I launching an online program in May? Well, then let's go ahead and do some expos in March and April. Am I, how many private cl clients do I want to take on this year? How many open slots do I have? So maybe my call to action is to have a conversation with people who might be interested in offering them something, you know, complimentary to get them in the door so that we can take a baby step and then potentially fill my private slots. Okay. So if I have this many private slots, how quickly do I want to fill them? Well, let's look for speaking engagements and potential conferences in the next 30 days where my call to action is specifically to fill those private slots. And then and even a slightly lower level to that would be, okay, now in my call to action, what does that really look like? How am I literally telling people to connect with me? Because as much as we think that our spiels are fantastic and people are going to rush us to get more information, if we don't literally say to them in order to connect further, please do this. Most people will not do it. They'll just, Oh, how fascinating. What a great business. And then they'll let it sit in their head and it might take four or five, six times. If they even see you that many more times for them to take an action. Whereas if you have a very clear direction for people of what they need to do right now, today, you could get them in your funnel with one connection. And that's what I work with my clients to do is to create that call to action. What's that call to action look like? How powerful do we need to make it? And what is it that you really want to create this year so that we can strategically lay out a plan for speaking versus randomly just throwing yourself out there? That's great. Well, I mentioned in your bio that you're an award-winning sales trainer for with Bank Code. Can you talk a little bit more about Bank Code and how that has really uh, changed and shifted your practice? Absolutely. So I was introduced to Bank Code at a conference, an eWomen Network conference, two years ago in Dallas, Texas, and it really shifted my business. So Bank Code, basically it's a communication and sales method. It's the only one on the market that's been scientifically studied and proven to predict buying behavior. And it's a value-based system, which means that you are able to see the value system of the person in front of you in such a way that you then speak to their values. You speak to their personality type so that you can deliver the information about your product or service in a way that works for their brain. It works for their set of values, the way that they prioritize and decide whether or not they're going to say yes to something versus say no to something. And that is so super key because everyone when we go out and we speak to the world, usually we have the same basic talk, the same basic pitch that we give in 60 seconds. And we give it and we go out there and we give it over and over and over again, thinking to ourselves, hey, when the ideal client comes my way, they're going to resonate with my message and they're going to raise their hand and say yes. When in actuality, your pitch 
needs to change based on your audience, not just based on what you think is your value because you have a certain set of values as an individual, you have a personality type, so you're delivering it from your type. But there are actually, and and this method says there are four basic personality types out there, and this is based on um, Hippocrates actually in 400 um, AD made this famous. It was his theory of the four temperaments. So this isn't something Sherry just pulled out of the air. Sherry Tree is the uh, CEO and founder of Bank Code. She didn't just make this up. This is based on science and based on, you know, Hippocrates theory of the four temperaments. But if there are four personality types out there and you're one, then you really need four presentations, not just one. You need to be able to speak to all four personality types. So this is the tool I use in step three of my method, which is create the script. How do we create the scripts so that we're hitting all of the personality types in a 60 second, for example, or how do you on the fly, in front of someone who's speaking to you directly about your services, how do you assess their value system, their personality type, in less than 90 seconds, and then adjust your presentation? So you literally change what you're going to say as you're speaking to that person, bringing forth the values that they really care about so that they can make an authentic decision about whether you're a good fit. You know, This isn't about you know a magic show or forcing them to like your stuff. This is about presenting something in a way that they really want to hear it so that they can say yes or no. And this has really changed my business because now when I have conversations, for example, last December, I had seven conversations with people who wanted to work with me either in one of my private coaching programs or one of my, I have a group voice masterclass program. And the seven conversations that I had in December, all seven of them said yes And it was the first time I had consciously and deliberately worked the bank system into my prospect conversation. And when I got that 100% conversion that month, I brought in over $10,000 into my business. And I said, whoa, this is huge. And I'm, I'm licensed and certified to teach this. So now I am creating a very strong plan for this year. And I've created a team And we are out there now teaching this method as one of the tools that you need on your tool belt to help you market yourself more effectively. And not just in person speaking, but also on your website, the copy that you use in your emails, what you're sending to people, how are you, how are you, you know, creating a subject line that's going to speak to your client. All of that is, and it's based on this method and it's blowing me away. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Uh, It is a fascinating uh, system and method. And so thank you for introducing that to me as well. Um, I'm curious to learn more and more, obviously. So let me ask you this. You know, we talked about call to actions. We talked about getting people to the funnel. Um, what would you say is the number one, based on everything you know now, the number one um, way to captivate an audience using your voice? The number one way is to have vocal inflection from a, from a physical standpoint, using your voice in a physical manner, the vocal variety and vocal inflection is going to create the most interest. So this is your ability, for example, to have dynamics, to be loud, to be soft, to create pacing, to be fast, to be slow, to have like a punch, whether it's punching with a word or punching with a pause Mm. to allow the audience to take something in 
this is what really creates a captivating sound. And it really is based on, in my mind, my ability to sing music. So in music, for example, you need to have all of that. If you had a, a song that was one note and it was one dynamic and you just sang the same song and the whole song was like this and you had all these different words, but it didn't matter because it was the same note over and over and over again, people would go crazy. They'd be like, I'm so bored out of my mind. So same thing happens when you're a speaker. If you just speak like this and you're in the same inflection and you're in the same tone and you're in the same pacing and you never change anything and la, 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 people tune out. Right. So your ability to create words into a song, into like a piece of music is what helps draw people into you. It helps them feel that they want to pay attention to what you have to say because who knows what's coming next? They want to be surprised. What's the next thing that might come out of her mouth? And studies show that it's not the words that you use that are the most impactful. Studies show that how you use your voice and how you use your body and your body language is much more impactful as to whether someone's going to pay attention to you or say yes to what you have to offer than the script itself. So this skill set of being able to be dynamic with your voice, be dynamic with your body, and then I use my bank tool to create the script itself. Wow. It supercharges everything that I do. It really helps people feel that they have every piece of information they need to feel that they know, like, and trust me, and then be able to say yes, because I've covered all the bases of the body language, the voice inflection, and the script itself. Fascinating. This is great. Well, thank you for show, showing us what dynamic um, dy- dyna- dynamism is in your voice. <laughs> Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. I'd love for our audience to be able to find you and learn more about your programs and how you can help them find uh, and express themselves, find their voice and express their passions. Uh, How can we find more information about you? Absolutely. I would love to offer your listeners a free vocal assessment. That's great. And in this assessment, they're going to get a review of what's not working with their voice, presentation skills, or their ability to convert prospects into clients. We'll take a look at what they really want to create so they get some clarity about what they want to experience every time they stand up and use their voice. And then we'll talk about potential next steps to becoming more powerful as a singer, speaker, or entrepreneur. And that's about a 45-minute session. And you can get your complimentary assessment by going to my website, and that's empoweryourvoice.com, spelled out, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, yourvoice, spelled out, dot com. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope that our audience takes advantage. I really appreciate your time with us today. And I look forward to having you back, um, if that's all right with you on the show, to talk more about empowering your voice. Keep us up to date on what's happening in your world. I know you have a lot of new cool projects coming up. So we'd love to have you back. I would love to be back, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, Stephanie. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please reach out to Stephanie with any questions. Take advantage of her offer. Um, 45 minutes and it's all free. Come on. Why not, right? So please let us know if you have any questions. Reach out to us. And we thank you for always being a part of our community and uh, joining us every time we have a podcast. Join us for our events. Check us out at SoarCommunityNetwork.com. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. 
join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.